not which party controls our government, but whether our government is controlled by the people. For too long, a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government while the people have borne the cost. The establishment protected itself, but not the citizens of our country. That all changes starting right here and right now. Around. We don't waste time over here at his hard line. Let's go. Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Welcome to the show. Let's get started. Greetings and good day to all you ladies and gentlemen out there. I am Jason, your co-host. 
with our sovereign Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus, at our side because he is the host with the most and the most high. He is in charge. He is in the captain's chair. He's at the helm behind the wheel, and therefore he is steering this great ship through these crazy rough waters that we call life. So welcome to his heart line. Today is Sunday, November 12th, 2023, and you are listening to episode 633. We'll be doing a reading out of Job chapter 33. And the other half of the show is called Homeschooling on the Rise. And for my daily disclaimer, please be advised that I'm not a doctor, holistic health expert, financial advisor, biblical scholar, or bar lawyer. I don't possess any titles of nobility or offer legal advice. And while I am a member of the Michigan General Jural Assembly in good lawful standing, I am not the official face or voice of the National, State, or County Assembly. I do not endorse or advocate for violence. And please know that the opinions, thoughts, and statements expressed on this platform are solely my own and for educational purposes, unless otherwise referenced. Okay. Well, I want to thank all of you for listening to this podcast and tuning in. I want to remind some of you out there that approximately, on average, about 72% of you who actually come to this platform and listen to this podcast have yet to subscribe to this channel. And my request to you is this. If you find extreme value or take away any solid and positive information and messages from this podcast, hit that subscribe button and share it with your friends, family, and colleagues. Our mission here is to spread God's word, share the love and teachings of Jesus while addressing significant topics related to the family, true American history, and how to restore this republic of our great nation. So I encourage you to engage with us by leaving comments in the comment section, subscribing to our social media, and sharing our content. And you can find all these resources on our website at hisharline.com. And if you want to support our work and contribute to the growth of this podcast, there is an option for making a gift available on our website, which is linked to Give, Send, Go, of which 10% does go back to them. Just FYI, if you ever do make a donation, I give 10% back to Give, Send, Go for their platform. Um, But your gift does not have to be monetary. There is a section on there where you can actually place a prayer. That's right. You can actually place a prayer as your donation as well. And quite frankly, I find that more valuable than cash just because prayers are very valuable and they're very powerful if coming from the right person with the right intent. So yeah, go over there, submit a prayer, if nothing else, and share this show. Because here's the thing. I know that this platform has God's support and I trust in him in all matters. And like I said, he's provided me a way to make a good, earnest, you know, honest living. So, um, you know, like I said, the prayers and the shares are the biggest thing I ask. So either way, thank you for being part of this community. And we look forward to your continued support and prayers. Okay. So I hope everybody's having a good day today. Hopefully you all had an excellent, outstanding weekend. My day has been a lot more, has been smoother today than it was yesterday. I did not have any truck issues. However, um, one of my coworkers were not, was not so lucky today. So yesterday I had a coolant leak on my truck, uh, right at the end of my day, turned my 12 hour day into a 14 hour day. But, uh, this afternoon, one of my coworkers actually had a steer tire, a steer, I should say a brake, a brake fire on his steers. 
So basically he had a, a brake that was stuck together, caused a, a nice little fire on the front end of the tractor. Um, so yeah, he had to pull over and grab his handy dandy fire extinguisher and extinguish the fire. And when you're hauling gas, that's not really a fun thing you want to have near your truck. So I would have to say, um, my coworker happened to have a way worse day as far as truck issues than I did. I'll take a, a, a coolant leak any day of the week over a brake fire. Brake fires are no good. Don't want to ever deal with that. But anyway, so hopefully, hopefully none of you guys had anything like that happen to you this weekend because that would be tragic. <clears throat> so, well, I will say this. In, and I've been thinking a lot about this lately. I've been really thinking about this and it's a something even that, you know, my, my wife and I've kind of talked about, you know, off and on, but I gotta honestly say, you know, in my journey of unraveling the truth, right. As we all are doing about our world, I've come to realize that our history and our education, right. And the supposed open and free markets that we are supposedly, you know, that we supposedly have, right, which are rigged by international bankers and the suppression of precious metals, you know, to the um, the acceptance of a worthless fiat federal debt note that most people refer to as a dollar. Right. And even, you know, our understanding of sacred concepts have all been manipulated. And so we have been taught so many lies that it will take, in my opinion, it will take a generation, at least a generation or two to unlearn all the lies that we've been fed all these decades. See, this is why I believe homeschooling is such a threat to the establishment and the cabal because they don't want a generation of critical thinkers, right? They don't want they don't want people who are self-educated because really, quite frankly, that's what homeschooling is. You're getting, you, you don't, I mean, granted, you have a homeschool teacher, but overall you are learning to be a better uh, learner and a critical thinker as opposed, you know, because you have that one-on-one -on -one time, right? And it seems like we are ensnared in a system that's designed to keep us ignorant and enslaved and disconnected from the true power that granted, you know, that's been granted to us by God. And so as discrepancies in the history books seem to kind of, you know, come forward to our attention and the distortion of our language becomes more evident, I personally find a lot of solace in the idea that, hey, you know what? I may live in this world, but I am certainly not a part of this deceptive narrative. I, I, am, I am not a part of this world. I might be in this world, but I'm not a part of it. And I want nothing to do with it. I mean, because, you know, here's the thing, the pervasive influence of a Luciferian system fueled by mainstream media and various industries, all that does is it contributes to the mass brainwashing that many unwittingly succumb to. And it's sad. Honestly, my awakening has led me to question societal norms and seek a more genuine path for my own life, quite frankly. And I strive for true companionship and love echoing the essence of Jesus's teachings, right? And although I may falter from time to time, I just thank God each and every day, literally each and every day in the morning on my way to work. Thank you for giving me another chance to do it better today. See, the priorities then shift away from materialism for me, right? 
it shifts away from focusing on 401ks and trying to impress people that don't really matter and that I really won't see again, or perhaps I really don't even like for that matter. Right. But instead I try to embrace a more, uh, a simpler, more meaningful existence. If that makes sense, maybe hopefully that makes sense. So I guess what I'm saying is like in distancing myself from a corrupt system, right? Not just me, but my family, my wife, and I, we have chosen to homeschool our daughter, right? Grow our own food as a supplement to what we buy organically already locally. And of course, opt for, you know, locally sourcing unprocessed beef and chicken. You know, because we certainly reject the, uh, what do you want to call it? The manipulative tactics of the elite and the cabal who seem to profit from our sickness and demise through the commercialized medical system and big pharma. See, this journey might be seemingly isolating, right? Which is fine by me. Actually, I don't mind it, actually. But, you know, this truth that we're all finding, right? This truth that we are we're, we are all discovering is setting us free, right? From these shallow conversations and these empty nothing pursuits that, you know, once used to consume us. And it's very challenging to hold, you know, honestly. And I don't know how it is for you guys, but for me, and I think I, I speak for my wife when I make this statement, but it's very challenging to hold numerous friendships with the people that we used to have, you know, a friendship with, right? Like we're still friends, but it's whole, it's hard to have conversations with these people. It's hard to keep that friendship because many people are consumed with, you know, professional sports games or they're, they're obsessed about the, the playoffs. They, they, oh my God, the world series, right? You know? And people are just consumed with, uh, oh, let's go to the bar. Let's go catch up on the latest season of whatever it's streaming on Netflix or Hulu or Prime, right? And look, I like a good sitcom too. I mean, right now, you know, we're kind of off and on with Everybody Loves Raymond. Granted, probably not the best show in the world, but hey, it's it's a favorite, if I'm going to be honest with you. You know, and so again, you know, and here's the other thing that I was thinking about this. Like, I understand the pursuit for people to want to pursue the riches of this world. But if those riches lead to compromise and moral decay, I want nothing to do with it. Instead, I choose a path aligned with ethical principles, even if it means foregoing worldly success, right? Because if I, if I attain world riches through compromising my morals and ethics, I'd rather be broke, poor, living on the street. I'm not going to compromise that. It's not how that works. But if by some divine grace, well, if wealth finds its way to me, then I commit to using it for good, spreading joy and happiness, right? For those that are in need and, and rejecting the allure of a system that promises material wealth at the expense of mortality. I am, I aim to build my wealth not just for this life, but for eternity. Like I'd much rather store up my treasures in heaven is what I'm basically saying. Not based off the material nothingness that's here on earth, because it's just going to get moth ridden, right? And collect dust or possibly have thieves steal it, right? Or decay, whatever. But you know, this system, the more I think about the world, the more I just think to myself, you know, it, none of this really matters. Like life matters. Don't get me wrong. Life matters. My family matters, right? Um, <clears throat> the love that we share and the experiences we have matter, right? But what I'm saying is when I look around at the world as it, as we see it and the material items 
and 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 then the things that people wrap themselves up in like I, that that's the kind of stuff i'm talking about like none of this matters like i said when i busted up my car with hitting that deer i'm like oh, oh well that sucks gotta go through a little inconvenience here and deal with insurance people great but it is what it is no big deal all right yeah i had a coolant leak yesterday all right no big deal ask my wife i came home still in a good mood chipper you know I mean, like I said, came home two and a half hours late, still came home in a good mood and, you know, and just like nothing went wrong. In fact, my daughter was, you know, she felt so bad. She goes, dad, I'm so sorry that you had a bad day. I'm like, I didn't have a bad day. She goes, but mommy said you were having a rough day. I'm like, well, I had some stuff happen to me today, but not a big deal. I'm home. It's a good day. I made it home. So right there makes it a great day. You know what I mean? So anyways, so let's do this. Let's get into the reading, Job chapter 33, and then we'll get into the second half of the show about homeschooling on the rise. And I don't know if my wife wants to, you know, maybe do a little bug a wife segment here. I can maybe get her and my daughter on the phone if my daughter's not in bed by then. But um, <clears throat> maybe she can give a little insight about, you know, what homeschooling is like for her. For those of you that might be on the fence, because I'm telling you right now, homeschooling is on the rise and it is a threat to the to the elite, to the system, to the globalist. They don't like it. And I'm going to explain why here in a little bit. But let's get into the 1599 Geneva Bible version of Job chapter 33. And we're going to start with verse one. And it reads, wherefore, Job, I pray thee, <clears throat> excuse me. I pray thee, hear my talk and hearken unto all my words. Behold, now I have opened my mouth. My tongue has spoken in my mouth. My words are in the uprightness of mine heart, and my lips shall speak pure knowledge. The Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty has given me life. If you can't give me an answer, prepare thyself and stand before me. Behold, I am according to my wish in God's steed. I am also formed of the clay. Behold, my terror shall not fear thee, neither shall my hand be heavy upon me. Doubtless thou hast spoken in my ears, and I have heard the voice of my words. I am clean without sin, I am innocent, and there is none iniquity in me. Lo, he has found occasions against me and counted me for his enemy. He has put my feet in the stocks and looked narrowly unto all my paths. Behold, in this haste, as thou not done right, I will answer thee, God is greater than man. Why do you strive against him? For he does not give account for all his matters, for God spoke once or twice, and one sees it not. In dreams and visions of the night, when sleep falls upon men and they sleep upon their heads, then he opens the ears of men even by their corrections, which he had sealed that he might cause man to turn away from his enterprise and that he might hide the pride of man and keep back his soul from the pit and that his life should not pass by the sword. He is also stricken with sorrow upon his head and the grief of his bones is sore so that his life causes him to abhor bread and his soul dainty meat. His flesh fails that it cannot be seen and his bones, which were not seen clatter. So his soul draws to the grave and his life to the Buriers, if there be a messenger with him or an interpreter, one of a thousand to declare unto man his righteousness, then will he have mercy upon him and will say, Deliver him that he 
go not down into the pit, for I have received a reconciliation. Then shall his flesh be as flesh as a child's, and shall return as in the days of his youth. He shall pray unto God, and he will be favorable unto him, and he shall see his face with joy, for he will render unto man his righteousness. He looks upon men, and if one says, I have sinned and perverted righteousness, and it did not profit me, he will deliver his soul from going into the pit, and his life shall see the light. Lo, all these things will work God, or excuse me, will God work twice or thrice with a man that he may turn back his soul from the pit to be illuminated in the light of the living? Mark well, O Job, and hear me. Keep silence and I will speak. If there be a matter, answer me and speak, for I desire to justify me. If you have not, hear me. Hold thy tongue and I will teach my wisdom. And that is the reading of Job chapter 33. Give me a second while I read some comments here. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yep. Okay. I just wanted to catch up on some of the comments here. All right. So what did we read here? I know it could be kind of hard to follow, especially when it's in kind of old English style of writing, right? Because it is the, you know, 1599 Geneva Bible version. But basically what we read here was Job's friends stepping up and speaking sincerely about the good intentions and clear words. So basically what, what what's happening here is he's giving props to the big boss upstairs, right? He's giving props to God for creating all of us and giving us life. All right. So like picture this for a second. So Job's friend throws down a challenge, right? Asking Job to stand up and speak. But there's a humble vibe, right? Acknowledging that we are all made from clay, which is a reminder that we're all part of something bigger. Now, Job's friend claims, I'm clean without sin. Lots of us say that when times get tough, right? But, but the talk goes deeper, touching on the struggles that we face and the questions that we have during tough times. Now, the text continues to talk about God's mysterious ways, the dreams, in the visions that guide us, because it says that in sad times, God steps in, steering us away from trouble. Okay, so like imagine like this. So when life throws challenges our way, God steps in like a guiding hand, right? Offering insights through dreams or visions. See, it's not about avoiding difficulty altogether, but getting a nudge in the right direction, kind of like a GPS, right? For the soul when, when we're feeling lost. In fact, a GPS, it, it, that would be your God positioning system. Your God positioning system, right? Again, nudging you in the right direction. So the text, <clears throat> excuse me. So the text suggests that even in our lowest moments, God is still looking out for us, right? Helping us navigate through troubled waters. And it's a comforting thought. Honestly, that in the middle of these struggles, that there might be signs and signals, both subtle and bold, but there's still signs and signals guiding us away from potential harm and towards a path of growth and renewal. I mean, here's the bottom line. Tough times aren't punishments. I know a lot of people when they go through, you know, challenges, right? And something bad happens like <clears throat> hitting a deer. 
and crushing, you know, the front end of your car and demolishing it. You might think in that moment, if you're not firm in your faith, right, and you're not firm in your relationship with God, you might look at that deer strike and look up in the sky and be like, really, God, really? What did I do? What did I do? Or maybe, you know, you might be suffering some financial hardships. You might take that situation and be like, really, God? Really? Why do I feel, why do you feel that I'm deserving of this right now? When in reality, millions of people are going through the same thing. Why? Because it's the times that we're in right now. But that doesn't mean that it's a punishment in your life. Think about it. Those tough times are chances to grow internally and to grow in your faith. Yeah, but Jason, I, I've, I've grown enough. I don't think I need any more tough times. I had it with tough times. I've grown enough. Well, have you? Because now you're making God laugh. See, my mother-in-law always used to say, you want to make God laugh? Make your own plans. Well, in this case, you want to make God laugh? Tell him that you've grown enough. He'll laugh his butt off. See, if we open up to our Heavenly Father and admit our mistakes, we can start fresh, right? The idea of going back to youth gives us hope. It's saying our spirits can bounce back with faith. And this, these verses that we read hold a universal truth, which is be humble, right? Be humble. Look internally, look inside of yourself, right? Turn to Father when life gets tricky. And as we face our own challenges, remember Job's friend's wisdom. Embrace the chance to grow, find redemption, and connect with the Father in heaven who is the source of life and light. So let this reflection inspire you, hopefully, so you can tackle life with courage, so you can stay humble and have that unwavering faith in the power of God's guidance because he's got you in the palm of his hands, whether you know it or not, ladies and gentlemen. I know it's easy to turn to God and be like, God, why, why did you catch my tire on fire today? I was going strong. I was making money. And then you had to pull this monkey wrench in front of me. Why? No. Not a punishment. It's not a punishment. Because you got to remember, sometimes Satan likes to try to throw stumbling blocks in front of me. And remember, Satan's biggest lie he tries to get everybody to believe is to make people believe that he doesn't exist. So then... If he can get people to believe that he doesn't exist, well, guess who's the one that's going to be the fall guy, if you will, when things go wrong? <laughs> God. And that's what Satan's Satan doing right now. He's sitting in the corner in the darkness in, in trying to be as invisible as possible, saying, <laughs> nobody sees me because nobody thinks I exist. So when they have issues going on that I created, guess what? God's getting the blame for it. Yes, that's what he's doing. That's what he's doing. God would never do these things to us to make us suffer. Bad stuff happens, yes, but it's not at the hands of God. 
it's holding on to God and a, having a relationship with Father in heaven and Jesus in be, having Jesus in our heart, right? That helps us get through these tough times. Like, look at it like this. Okay. Like, we have a daughter, right? I'm Haven's father, clearly. I would never do anything on purpose to hurt her or to, like, throw a hammer at her and, and, and really hurt her or, or throw a big, giant stumbling stone in front of her so she trips and gets a concussion. Like, I would never do that. But when some other malicious entity is around her trying to make her fall and that's throwing these stones and hammers at her to try to make her fall down and get hurt guess who's going to try to be there to catch her i am but see i can't be there if she doesn't have a relationship with me right she needs to be able to trust in me that i'm going to be there to catch her when the enemy is trying to push her down and trying to hurt her so as her father, I would never try to hurt her. I'm just there to do my best to catch her and to give her guidance on how to avoid getting hurt by the enemy. Daughter, this is what you do. Follow plan A. And when plan A doesn't work, here's plan B. This is what you do, daughter. See, that's what God's doing for us. He would never, ever, ever hurt us on purpose. You've got to re realize that. So let me read some comments here real quick. A lot of good stuff here. Let's see. My wife says, is your house built on a rock or sand? Build your foundation on a rock. Therefore, it will stand strong in any storm. That's right. Rietta puts right here, James chapter one, verses two through three. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Three, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. And then um, James 1, verses 4 through 5. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberty and without reproach, and it will be given to him. That's right. That's perfectly fitting for what we're discussing here. Man, you guys are great. You guys are great with the Bible verses, I tell you. So, so that is the reading, like I said, Job chapter 33. And um, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick little break, and then we will be right back on the other side here with Homeschooling on the Rise.
All right. All right. So let's get rocking and rolling here. So um, where do I want to go first? Where? Let me think for a second, guys. All right. Let me do this real quick. Um, I want to play this audio real quick before I get into the actual subject of homeschooling on the rise. Um, I'm going to play this audio. There was a video that was circulating around on my Telegram page, and it's been creating quite a stir because, again, um, I'm going to play. It's about three and a half minutes long. Now, I'm going to cut it short because he what this guy does is he he talks about how the, uh, the state national, how much of a fraud it is. And basically everything he talks about, he's spot on, I would say, for, mo- for the most part. But then he gets into at the very end by promoting America's Assembly, which is a copycat. And so some of our people in our group, in our assembly, in our general general assembly, in our Michigan general general assembly, went and looked and did some recon and was kind of like scoping them out. And yeah, it definitely seems like a copycat. Um, just so you know, a copycat, uh, assembly, and I'm using that word in quotes. I'm using quotes, air quotes right now, assembly. Okay. So just beware. Okay. Because I think as more people start realizing the fraud that the national or the state national, uh, status correction BS, you know, as people become wise to that, you're going to get people now coming out of the woodwork claiming that what they're doing is the lawful assembly when reality is they don't have a history, number one, so they don't have the foundation. And number two, you ask them, do you have the backing of the military? That's going to be a big, fat, negative N-O. So listen to this real quick, because again, what he says about the state nationals is pretty true here, except the very last part. All right. These days, there's a lot of talk about American state national, the sovereignty world. Uh, You've probably heard sovereign citizen, which is an oxymoron. You can't be sovereign and a citizen. But I wanted to speak on one of the gurus in the sovereign world, in the American state national. And he's not a guru. This is David Lester Strait. You know, I'm so tired of seeing people be fooled by David Lester Strait. Um, I, I see it and hear it all the time. So, fair warning. Uh, being in the Republic of Texas, David Strait, who used to be in the Republic of Texas, yet still claims that he is the Republic of Texas. He was the commander of the Texian Rangers. Uh, until he got booted. Now he's being removed from the Republic of Texas for treason and sedition. And I'll get into the Republic of Texas later. But David and Bonnie Strait, his wife, who's now in jail for in, in prison for five years, um, while he's already moved on to other women. And now he's trying to convince people <laughs> that he fell into temptation, and Bonnie was the true problem. These guys are making a lot of money selling fraud to people, claiming, making claims that they've done things and were able, were successful in things that they've never done 
and have never been successful in. They've taken a lot of people down with them. In fact, a lot of the people that used to work with them no longer work with them because they've seen the BS. That's right. He's made claims of being a Navy SEAL. The man was never even in the military. There are literally Navy SEALs that have been trying to put David straight away for over a decade. He claims that he was a sheriff in Oregon. Which, by the way, where is David? Where is David Crooked? I, I, I haven't seen him anywhere. I don't think he's been doing any shows lately or any, any, any conferences. Where's David? Never happened. There's never, ever a sheriff or in any law enforcement anywhere. Claims he was head of Donald Trump's child trafficking task force team. Never happened. And he's never saved any kids from child trafficking, as he's never even had access to his own kids. Same with Bonnie. She lost her children. There's been many, 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 many claims made by these guys that are absolutely false. They've never offset their debt. They've never accessed a SESCUV trust. They still pay taxes on their house, uh, on their properties. They're taking money from people. They're a lot of money. This is the way out of the corporate system, and this will save America. But they're going to charge everybody for it, make a buttload of money. They've also taken money from uh, big names, and they put it into Bitcoin, and they hide it, just like criminals do. So please don't be fooled by David Strait. Uh, just like Anna Von writes, uh, there's no such thing as a state national. Their processes and in the current process, I think that uh, David's using is actually the process of America's assembly. And that's where we'll stop because America's assembly. First off, I'm going to read three comments that Destry put up here in the chat because I was going to say the exact same thing, ask the same exact questions, but he's already beat me to it. I know he would have. But the first thing he says, and he's absolutely right, where are their notices published? Where is their notices published? America's Assembly, where are your notices? Where is your public notice? And how did the Assembly come into existence? So that's first. That's the first comment from him, from Destry, right? Where is your public notice and how did your assembly come to existence? The next comment he says is fraud vitiates the most sacred contract. That is from the book Fruit of a Poisonous Tree. It's a good book. Fraud vitiates the most sacred contract. And of course, there's that when this is the third comment, one young man shot to death using David Crooked's teachings, blood on his hands. That's right out there. in I think it was Utah. I believe it was Utah. The young man with the BMW that, that, you know, had that state national license plate, whatever the hell he was, you know, he had. That's right. David's got blood on his hands and people there's, there's still accountability and responsibility that needs to be held for that young man's death. Now, granted, that young man also made a decision, a poor decision, but that doesn't mean that it deserved a police officer to shoot him to death. 
That kid believed everything David Street told him. And because of the advice that David gave him, now a, a 20-something-year-old had his whole life ahead of him. His life was cut short. Just like that. And it's a shame. And I feel sad for his family. But the America's Assembly is not a thing, ladies and gentlemen. Don't take my word for it. Don't take Destry's word for it. Go and do your research. Use your critical thinking skills. Use that gray matter in your skull called a brain. I'm telling you right now, more and more people are wising up to the fraud that the status correcting and, you know, doing an affidavit of repudiation. People are starting to realize, whole crap, this is definitely not the way to go. And as more and more people wake up to that reality, guess what? You're going to get people like this who will give you 90% of the truth because a lot of what he, this guy said, he's spot on. But then he gets to the very end of that video, that last 10%. Oh, but wait a minute. There's the America's Assembly. The America's Assembly. No, 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 no. You want to know what's what and what the real solution is? National Assembly. Go to www.national-assembly.net. You can get in contact with, you know, your state, your county, okay? There's a forum that you can get in contact with people in your local state, www.national-assembly.net, okay? You can get in there and get in contact with a communication secretary, or if there's no comsec in that state yet, there is also a coordinator until a communication secretary gets in place. And yes, like Destry says, we are private. And we do not trespass on the corporation. Yeah, Nancy was saying, I hadn't even heard of America's Assembly until today. Yeah, I haven't either. That's a new one for me. That just popped up out of nowhere. Like I said, this is why I pay attention to the chat and to the chat room, which, by the way, if you want to be part of the His Hardline chat room, I think it's called His Hardline Room. You're not going to be able to just find it. Send me an email at hishardline at gmail.com his hardline at gmail.com. I'll send you an invite link if you want to be part of the chat. Um, like I said, we're keeping it a very small, quaint group. All right. I have to know who you are, though. I have to know what your intentions are. I have to understand if you're not an assembly member, why do you want to be part of this chat? Because this ain't a social hour for us. This is really to share really, you know, information, you know, not not information. I shouldn't really say share information, but the, the bottom line is I don't want any Tom, Dick and Harry in there posting some stupid crap like the Quantum Stellar Initiative or nonsense like that. I, I don't need that crap floating around, you know, and I don't have time to moderate it. And neither does my wife, because, again, homeschool. OK, people think stay home wives and homeschool teachers have nothing but all the time in the world. Which, by the way, is a good way to segue into our topic, homeschooling on the rise. So there was an article from the Washington Post. And oh, and you know what? And before I get too deep in this, but like Destry was saying, we keep people out of harm's way. This is his comment. We keep people out of harm's way. And we do it properly. That's right. I'm pretty sure nobody in the National Assembly, in any of the state, you know, general general assemblies, 
I'm not to my knowledge, I'm pretty sure nobody got murdered for following the advice of the General General Assembly of the National Assembly. I'm, I'm pretty sure nobody has. In fact, I'm 100% sure nobody has. Oh, or put in jail. The only way you would be put in jail is if you did something personally on your own time, like setting a house on fire or murder or theft. That would probably put you in jail. Yeah. Don't do that. That's not nice. It's against the law. All right. But there was an article from the Washington Post, and yes, I know the Washington Post leans a little left. I know that. But the article discussed a significant surge in homeschooling across the United States, with the number of homeschooled children rising from 1.5 million in the year 2019 to roughly over 2.7 or even 3.7 million in the current year this year. Now, this increase is observed across political, geographical, and economic boundaries, with states like Florida and New York experiencing substantial growth. Now, interestingly enough, even areas with high academic achievement shows a rise in homeschooling, challenging the notion that homeschooling is primarily a response to struggling schools. Hillsborough County in Florida actually has become a notable hub for homeschooling, offering a scholastic and extracurricular environment similar to traditional schools. Now, however, some officials like the Hillsborough County School Board member, uh, de facto Lynn Gray. Oh, that word Lynn, that name Lynn just disgusts me anyway. Just, just saying. Sidebar. Sorry. But uh, this de facto school board member, Lynn Gray, expressed a concern about the imbalance in questions, the academic preparation and exposure to uh, diverse viewpoints of homeschoolers. Now, on the contrary, studies indicate that homeschoolers tend to outperform their state educated counterparts is in standardized tests like SAT scores and GPAs across all ethnic backgrounds. That's right. Because of that one-on-one teaching that the parent has with their kid. As opposed to their kid going into a public indoctrination building known as a public school and having a classroom full of 40, 50, or in some cases, maybe 60 kids. With a whole ton of distractions around you. Then the article continued to highlight that 41% of homeschoolers are black, Asian, Hispanic, or other non-white slash non-Hispanic groups. Now, as schools, school districts face a decline in enrollment, to which I say good, but as they face a decline in enrollment due to homeschooling, some governments and teachers unions are making efforts to boost numbers. Now, the Oregon the state of Oregon State Board of Education, for instance, has relaxed essential skills and testing requirements, a move justified by fighting racism. Now, despite this, the graduation rate remains high, raising questions about the impact on academic proficiency. See, the article also noted a stark that, that the stark educational challenges in certain public school systems like Baltimore where a high percentage of students lack proficiency in math and some read at an elementary or even kindergarten level, wow, um, despite the positive academic outcomes for homeschooled children, media figures like John Oliver and MSNBC's Joe Scarborough criticize homeschooling. 
with Oliver advocating for state regulation based on parental morality and safety concerns. Get the hell out of here. Scarborough, you freaking moron. And this is why MSNBC's ratings are going down the toilet because of retards like that. Oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that because of boneheads like that. Freaking MSNBC. So in conclusion to that article, that particular Washington Post article paints a very complex picture of the homeschooling trend. And it's only going to continue to rise because as, as this whole, you know, woke LGBT, let's teach your kids how to be a transgender and do a weenie snip and tuck and, and teach little Johnny that he could be a little girl and let's promote pornography books in the school library. The more that crap ramps up, the more parents are going to start pulling their kids out of these freaking nasty pedophile grooming schools. Take your kids out of the public schools. Yeah, but Jason, it's not that easy. No kidding. I know it's not that easy. If it was that easy, the whole world would be doing it. But as a matter of fact, guess what? Once upon a time, I think the whole world practically did homeschool their kids. That was the old ways of doing things until the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers and other cabal members of society within the last 150 years got their stupid grip around America and the world as a whole and started freaking producing their own curriculum to brainwash our children, to make little communists out of our kids. My wife just put right here in the chat, when people ask about socialization thing and homeschooling, I asked them about peer pressure in school. That's right. Nancy says the public school system is nothing more than a babysitting service that, and they can't even do that well. That's right. Because you still get kids that get raped and you get stupid little, you know, soy boys that act like little Nancy girls and they want to, you know, act like a transgender and dress up like a girl and hide in a girl's bathroom, like a, like a creepy little predator and waiting for your daughter to go to the bathroom. And then he rapes her in that bathroom. Yeah, that's the kind of school I want my kid to go into. Get the hell out of here. Let me play something for you. This was from, uh, uh, I can't remember which one, but it's from that, 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 uh, that video series, Europa. You guys remember Europa? It was like a 10, 12, 14, I don't know, 18 part series, just kind of like the fall of the cabal Europa. It's on BitChute. I, 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 so this is about a three minute and 48 second clip. Let me play this. I might, I might, you know, cut away from it here and there, but let me play this for a second because they make a very good point here. Hold on. Play. Feminism was part of the Jewish group evolutionary strategy, which came out of the think tank known as the Frankfurt School. Its goal was to cause resentment, division, and weaken the relationships between men and women in the Gentile society to destroy the institute of marriage and the sanctity of the family, women would be turned into working units. Feminism is the idea that women are free when they serve their employers, but slaves when they help their husbands. Through promoting abortion and radical feminism, the sexes would turn against each other and consequently lower their demography by preventing childbirth. Feminist propaganda would brainwash white women that marriage constitutes slavery for them and that freedom for women cannot be won without the abolition of marriage and traditional relationships. You hear that? This is what they try to do. These communists, they try to destroy the family. 
Okay, we're going to continue listening to this, but just listen carefully here. There's going to be a point rounding this back to the homeschooling part. Jewish uh, uh, intellectuals, Jewish activists have been very involved in, in, in feminism, for example. There has been a tendency to see the white male as someone, as something that has to be sort of demoted in society. But because there's no question that, say, in the year 1950, that white males ran the show in America. Feminism, you know, women were happy to stay at home and have children. Now women are encouraged to go off and have careers, and they have very few children. Yeah, they're encouraged to have few kids because they want to, they're encouraged to go out and get a job. Again, you know, somebody might say, well, Jason, yeah, but you know, it, it, times are tough, okay? Inflation's through the roof, okay? Um, it, we're, we're barely making it as it is. Okay, well, let me ask you this, Joe Blow America here with, with, with your wife, Jane, and you both work, you know, 50, 60 hours a week, you know, uh, each, okay? Dual income with two kids going to school. I ask you this. Are you in a house that's way too big than what you really need? I, that's number one, okay? But number two, are you guys going out to eat all the time? Are you buying stupid fancy designer uh, clothes, you know, that you really don't need, okay? Are you driving a $100,000 vehicle when your income is only $90,000 a year? Are you taking more trips than you really need to? These, see, these are the important questions that I ask. See, everybody wants to create excuses of why not to do something that's usually typically challenging. But you got to remember, like my wife says right here, God will provide for those that remain faithful. Now, if you would have met me 10, 11 years ago, I, I look, ask my wife and, and, you know, maybe I'll get her on here if she has like five minutes. I was that guy that told her, no, you, you you are not going to be a stay-at-home mom. I'm like, this is before we were married. I'm like, there's no way. Like, you're going to work. I'm going to work. If you want nice things, you and I are both going to work. We're going to make a lot of money, and we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to have nice cars. We're going to have a big-ass house. And if you want this nice life, you have to be an equal participant in working, too. You see where my mind was at back in the day, folks? It was brainwashed that if you want to have the nice life, both mom and dad need to work. While you set up your kids in the public school system so they can indoctrinate your kids, they can brainwash your children, and they can mold them the way they see fit and not the way you want them to be. It's no wonder that when kids go to college after high school and they come back during that first Christmas break like a freaking lesbian or starting to have, you know, groupy orgies and stuff in school and, 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 and sexually experimenting and then talking all these liberal views because they got that professor, like, you know, from that, like the professor from God's not dead. Well, you will write on this paper. God is dead. Yeah. And you wonder why your kid comes back from the first semester of college acting like a flaming libtard. It's because you trusted the system to do the right thing and to teach your kids, when in reality, they just turned them into little socialistic communists. Do you see how this works? Let's continue listening to the rest of this video. So my view is uh, that it would be far better, uh, I think a lot more women would be happier uh, being, uh, being wives and mothers than they would be uh, getting into the world of work where they have to be competitive. They have to sort of pretty much uh, put the family in the back burner. Sexism was the epithet coined by the abortion-promoting feminist Jew, Margaret Feldman. This epithet would be used to attack any person who uphold the natural order and mutually complementary roles of these sexes in society. 
Feminism has absolutely nothing to do with protecting women. It is a cultural Marxist program to degrade and subjugate white men, and of course also white women. Again, because they're trying to destroy the family. You destroy a family, you can take over a nation. Well, one of the things they told me was that um, he, well, he was at the house one night and uh, we were talking, talk and he started laughing. He said, Aaron, what do you think women's liberation was about? All right, well, we're getting into that whole women. I'm not going to continue playing that. But again, the whole point of what I was getting at is they try their absolute best to destroy the family. Well, how do they do that? Well, you start diminishing the male. You start diminishing the father in a home. You start making the women realize, look, you don't need him. Let big brother government take care of you. We got all these programs to take care of you. Just keep your husband out of the house. In fact, divorce him and don't have anybody living in a house to give your kid a father figure. Big brother government will be your kid's father figure. That's how that works. See, homeschooling allows parents to customize their child's education based on their strengths and their interests and their pace of learning. The government doesn't want you to do that. They don't want critical thinkers rising up because guess what? You get a generation of critical thinkers, guess what starts to happen? These critical thinkers start doing self-educating. They start reading. They start researching. They start realizing, well, holy crap, our nation is pretty effed up right now. How do we fix it? And then they start creating solutions. They start discovering solutions like, oh, I don't know, the National Assembly. Then they start getting in contact with people within the National Assembly and they start connecting the dots and they start learning the real history of America. And then they start figuring out, oh, so this is how we get our republic back. This is how we stop getting the freaking boot on our throat. So we just have to talk to get more people involved because we, the people, we were the ones that created the constitution. That was us. Oh, okay, so I get it. So because we're the ones that created the Constitution, but then the people faded away in the background, leaving the th th three lower branches of government, the legislature, judicial, and executive branch, to basically run the show, leaving the people to just go back to bed and go to sleep. This is what we need to do to tame the beast in the lower three branches of government. We need to get back to reassemble, to, to get back to common law. I'm in. Where do I sign up? You see how this works, ladies and gentlemen? They do not want people to learn how to solve these problems to get rid of them. Destry was saying, thanks to the garbage shows on TV, when the men are gone working for the day, and then he says, I lost two wives over the trash on TV, programmed them to be suspicious of me when I was not at home. Destroy, it destroyed my family. And that sucks. That sucks. Because he has a daughter and a son. Who are with him, by the way. Not with their moms. I think Destry's a good father. Takes care of them. But with this whole homeschool thing, I think if I recall correctly, I think Destry's daughter Lizzie is homeschooled. I believe. But yeah, the court system is designed, he says right here, the court system is designed to take all away from the man and give it all the woman. That's right. But with homeschooling, this flexibility is advantageous as it enables the adoption of teaching methods that suit the individual child's learning ability, right? Fostering deeper understanding of subjects. 
you know, the efficiency of a homeschooling environment stems from the fact that one-on-one -on -one instruction eliminates the time spent on classroom management and collective activities. With personalized attention, students can grasp concepts more quickly, leading to shorter focused learning sessions, right? And the time efficiency, this time efficiency opens up opportunities for students to delve into extracurricular activities and hobbies. And whether it's sports or art or music or other pursuits, homeschoolers often have the flexibility to allocate time for these activities without the constraints of a rigid school schedule. And this not only contributes to more uh, well-rounded education, but also allows students to discover and nurture their passions. Additionally, the personalized nature of homeschooling enables students to progress at their own pace. See, advanced learners can delve into higher level subjects beyond their grade level, fostering a love for intellectual challenges. Now, this is tailored. This tailored approach ensures that each student is neither held back nor rushed, promoting a deep and meaningful understanding of the material. So, in essence, you know, the efficiency of homeschooling doesn't just mean shorter school days but it also gives the ability for the students to explore a more diverse range of interests and to excel in certain academical, you know, academic areas that align with their abilities and aspirations. I, I love it. I tell you what, like I said, if you would have met me 10 years ago, not only was I want my, you know, I wanted my wife to work, but I was like, you're not being a stay at home mom, get the heck out of here. We're going to have nice things and you're going to work too. But guess what? God worked in my life, worked in my wife's life in the background. Little did we know and guided us, right? Guided us. We thought we knew what we wanted to do. We thought, or I should say, I thought, not we, at that time, it was all about me, 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 and I, 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 I'll admit it. I thought I knew what needed to be in our future, but guess what? He nudged us along and guess what? Next thing you know it. Wife is pregnant, daughter comes along, she just naturally starts taking care of her. She's a stay-at-home mom. And quite frankly, I embraced it. I mean, at first it, it, it was hard. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it was hard. It was it was hard to get used to that because that's not how I was raised. But I wouldn't have it any other way. Because if you ask her right now, hey, um, does your husband want you to work? She'd be like, no. He'd rather work extra hours before I have to step out of the house away from our daughter. She would probably tell you that because it's true. I would rather put in extra time at work before my wife decides to get up and go and get a job because that's how important it is for the mom to be with the children, not just to love and nurture them, which they won't get in public school, but to also teach them one-on-one. -on -one. And then you have a more uh, passionate kid for the academics that they're learning. But in terms of safety, homeschooling can offer a very secure and controlled environment as well. Let's not overlook that aspect of it. That's a very good positive plus. Addressing concerns related to bullying or negative peer you know, influences, right? Peer pressure. Parents can actively engage in their child's social development by organizing group activities, field trips, co-op classes with other homeschooled families. I mean, there's so much you can do, right? There's so much you can do. 
So what I kind of want to do right now, and I wonder, I know we're kind of getting a little tight on time. We're a little over an hour. I get it. I get it. But let me do this. I'm going to see if the, let's see, we're going to bug the wife for a minute. Let's see. Let me, what's her number again? Babe, what's your number again? I'm just kidding. Just kidding. I got it. Wife. Yes. What's happening? <laughs> Nothing. Where's kid at? Bed. She's in bed. All right. So you got you got a few minutes to chat with the with the people? Yeah. So obviously you've been listening, so I'm not gonna ask you if you know where where you heard you know what you heard last, but um because you know we talk about it all the time. First off, verify to the people what before you and I were even married. Right. I, I always said that. Oh, you're not being a homeschool mom. You're going to work like me. Right. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Boy, you, you've got a lot of words to say today. <laughs> <laughs> Can you say more than yet? Yeah, of course. You, he was like that, ladies and gentlemen. He was a bit of an ass. He was like, you ain't being a homeschooler. No, no, no. You're going to go to work and you're going to make a ton of money. In fact, you're going to be my sugar mama. <laughs> you did say that. I did say that. I was like, you're going to be my sugar mama. But uh, no, so so for the people out there, and all, all kidding aside, for the people that are actually really kind of, you know, wanting to know from like a, a, a homeschool mom standpoint, like what are some of the positives, first off, that you think homeschooling um, brings, you know, to Haven and, and to you too? Like what, what are some of the things that you think are the most advantageous for people to know about homeschooling that are positive? Uh, the biggest is the one-on-one -on -one education. She learns differently than a lot of kids do. So I'm able to tone in on that and her strengths and her weaknesses and teach her how she needs to be taught. She gets disappointed on herself all the time that she's not smart. She doesn't know it. She's not learning this. And I teach her, we're not grading. There's no rush. There's no comparisons. We do this at her pace. And she's ready to move on. She excels in math and other things. And sounds and reading is challenging. So we just focus on that more some days than others. <clears throat> she gets upset. We have the flexibility to move on to something else or even take a break altogether and play or color whatever we need to do. Yeah. Well, and like the other day, uh, we went out to breakfast. Uh, I forgot what day it was, but it was a school day, technically, right? By by definition of the the average school day for for public schools, Friday. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. it was Friday. Yeah, we were sitting down, ladies and gentlemen. We were sitting down for breakfast at, uh, at this really awesome place called Toast and Gin. They're really good. Um, but the manager of the restaurant comes over, and she looks at Haven. Why aren't you in school? And you know, wh what did you say to Haven? Tell her. <laughs> she was like, "Oh, I'm homeschooled." Of course, she was being all shy and stuff, but yeah, you know, you, you get to have that flexibility, right? Like, what is our favorite thing that we like to do in the summertime, babe? Because, you know, everybody's always packed there on the weekends. I don't know. The beach? Well, that yeah, that's one of them. But uh, Lewis Farms <laughs> or the zoo, right? Just anything in general. It's much better during the week. Yeah, yeah. And so you got that flexibility. So when the rest of the working world, quote unquote, right, the nine to fivers in the weekend warriors, right, come out, you know, see, that's why I don't mind working on the weekends, because when all those boneheads are out trying to freaking clog up the waiting lines, you know, the waiting, you know, wait, wait list for restaurants, I'm out working. But then when everybody's at work, 
our family is going out to breakfast, no wait list. It's great, or at least very minimal, but generally no wait list. It's great. You know, yeah. but uh, but but okay. So we we touched on some positives. What about what about the negatives? The days she doesn't want to learn. <laughs> the days that she what doesn't want to learn. Yeah, that's it. I mean, because the, the I mean, what kids are going to be kids, right? So she's going to give you a hard time once in a while, right? Yeah. So like, what do you <laughs> what do you do in those in those moments? I mean, for people that kind of because I'm, I'm sure people are asking about that, like. Well, what if I my kid is difficult and they just flat out are not cooperating? Like, what do you what do you do with Haven on those days? The biggest thing people need to learn with homeschooling is you have to unschool yourself first. Yep. There's no pressure on teaching all day long for hours upon hours. Haven, technically at her age, I think it's I think study wise is only supposed to be technically like 45 minutes to an hour, maybe, maybe an hour at this age for a, her brain to comprehend it. A day, day, a day, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, it, again, I also don't believe in forcing a child to do school if she's having a hard day. We all have hard days where we don't want to do things or we need a mental health day or just overwhelmed and waking up and just a funk. We all have those. And I don't believe in pressuring Haven to do school on days. She's just not there. She's not going to want to do it. It's going to be fights. It's going to be battles. So we just do arts and crafts or we do a hands-on something and throw in like a math or something that she doesn't even comprehend. She's doing math. We have dice games we play. It's a game to her but it's math that she's learning her zingo game she loves she's learning those spell the words with the pictures little does she know she's learning recognition of the words so it's things like that like i will do more hands-on fun things the day she doesn't want to i won't force her to do certain things because i want her to love to learn yeah well i don't want to take away from well i don't know well, no, I, that's, no, that's well put. Well, and, and, it, and we do it year round too. Obviously we hit it hard during the school months, right? Uh, like the September through May months, right? But yeah, for Haven's brain, it's easier to be more focused during the school days when her friends are in school. Yep. So she can comprehend that a little bit more, but we do do it all year round, but harder. Yes. When other kids are in school. So she also doesn't feel as bad as. You know, why are there no friends around when yeah. she's doing school? She's understanding that a little bit more. Well, you know, and I think the other thing is, too, a lot of people always say, and I think this is a big misconception. I shouldn't say this is a misconception because I, I would happen. To, I've I've met homeschool kids and my whole high school, actually. Uh, I'll, I'll never forget this one kid, Ryan McKenna, as a matter of fact, him and his siblings were homeschooled and they were kind of socially awkward. But one thing that I did notice, because there were a couple of classes that they did have to take at the high school, but they were still homeschooled, that um, he was a bit of a smart aleck. Uh, little did I realize, like he was he was very witty. And so I didn't like talking to him for that reason, because he just I was <laughs> I, I was dumb compared to him. But but people often wonder, well, then you got the social awkwardness of your kids. It's like, not our kid, you know, it just all depends on how you socialize them, right? Getting them out in, in public and socialized, you know, venues, right? You know, the parks, right? I mean, right? Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, it's all in how you teach your kid. If you homeschool and that's all you do and you don't go anywhere, you don't sign them up for anything or even take them anywhere, 
they're not going to learn that. Or if you're socially awkward too and you have no friends and you don't want to do anything and you stay in your own bubble, they're going to learn from you. Yep. I try to get Haven involved in what we can locally take her to the parks. She makes friends everywhere she goes. Yeah, she does. We are lucky. We do more experiences instead of gifts for things. So we have memberships to places. And each time we go, she sees a new friend at the playground. She doesn't care the age. She will make a friend, whether it be baby. She's talking to babies to sometimes even teenagers. She's talking to them. She can mix with any age. She talks to the adults. She talks to the elderly. She talks to whomever it may be. She just loves people. And you wouldn't know she was homeschooled. But we do get, you've heard it at Meyer and different places too. We get compliments everywhere we go because she is so polite. And they ask how she's so polite with her manners. That's right. Yeah. We get complimented all of the time and Haven instantly will say, I'm homeschooled. And by the way, that, that, that has nothing to do with me, folks. In fact, I actually fr- <laughs> I actually frustrate my wife because she'll spend 24-7 with this kid and try to teach her certain things, right? And and try to drill certain things in her head. I'll come home for like 5, 10, 20, 30 minutes and I'll I'll, I'll start <laughs> I'll start with my normal childlike mind mindset here and I'll say stupid things and then the kid is like repeating them and I'm like oh yeah daddy's funny I'm going to do everything daddy says and then Katie's like really <laughs> really I spent all day with this kid teaching her to be polite and couthy you know have couth in class and here you come just knock down those building blocks <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry, love. Destry says right here, uh, like when we were talking about extracurricular, he goes, like what? Visiting Crumble Cookie and Mackinac Island? Yeah, that's right. Don't you Feel forget. those field trips. <laughs> that's right. Those field trips rock. Um, <laughs> not so much Crumble Cookie. Hey, oh, you know, speaking of which, I will say this, folks. First off, how much weight have you lost now, babe, since we've been, you know, like being on a better path to health here? Uh, I was at 11. I haven't checked it in a while. And yours truly, ladies and gentlemen, is down, I'm sure at least 10, but it, the last I checked on the scale was I think seven, seven pounds, eight pounds. I can't, yeah. Yeah. It was like eight pounds, eight pounds down. The, the wife is down 11, probably 12 pounds I'm seeing in her face and waist. So, you know, that's just, you know, we are trying to, you know, go down a healthier path as well. So anyway, but that has nothing to do with homeschooling, but I figured I'd bring it up anyways. Well, no, because you know, Destry mentions crumble cookie. I'm like, Oh no, sir. We do not eat that crumble cookie crap anymore. I mean, at least not me. Uh, I refuse to have that crap, but, but anyway, well, I appreciate uh, you giving your outlook on her. Is there anything else that you find that's relevant that you wanted to share before uh, we hang up and I see you in about five minutes? <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess the biggest thing for homeschooling is one, check your state laws too, because that plays into it. Some states register, some states you don't have to. Um, what about Michigan? Michigan, you can do two. You can either, you can register. Um, so that way it kind of keeps track for yourself if you're the parent that wants to keep track and make sure your kid is on path with the school system. Um, and they have like volun they have programs and stuff that help you throughout and make sure you're on the right path and stuff too. Um, but that's check-ins and tests and no thanks. 
just like what you would get in a public school. You're just doing it yourself or you don't have to register at all. Michigan has also a second part of that with no laws. There's no one to check into, especially if they're never in school to begin with. You have to check in with no one. There's no registration, no laws to follow, no curriculum to follow. All they have to do is a high school GED test at the very end of it all. To be able to get their high school diploma, it's just the GED test they have to pass. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen, that to me sounds like a more of a sovereign system and more of a free system, a system that we're going to be getting back to nationwide when we get our assembly of states. It's not just with schools. This is with everything, folks. This is for the whole shebang. This is what it means to get back our freedom and our sovereignty back, our true sovereignty, right? I mean, this is how it works. Um, Destry was just saying right here on the path with school system. Um, no, actually teach the kids, not babysit. That's right. I mean, there's the, like, and like my wife was saying, you, you have to not only unschool yourself, but there is actually unschooling homeschooling. I know many people, there's a guy that is a manager of a Buckeye, uh, oil, uh, gas and oil terminal here in Ferrysburg, his wife unschools. I think he's got three kids. I want to say, and she unschools all of them. And I asked him like, what is unschooling? It was basically not teaching them the garbage indoctrinated bull crap that they teach. And, in, in, you know, that, that, well, the public schools teach. I was like, yeah, we do a lot of that too. I'm like, Oh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, but let's see. Oh, Destry was just saying my daughter just turned 18 a couple of days ago and already scheduled for a GED death testing next week. Well, that's awesome. That is really awesome. Thanks. Yeah, a lot of it is unschooling yourself before you teach, especially if you are awake to things too. <laughs> that does make homeschooling a little bit difficult and where to go with things <clears throat> and what to teach. I will say that, but you have to unschool yourself. And I questioned my ability to teach, but then I stopped and learned why I was questioning my ability to teach because the system taught me that that I wasn't a good teacher because I knew nothing. They put us, they, they, they tried putting us in a mold. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just it. And we are not going to be molded to their system. Ladies and gentlemen, look, I don't want to sit here and sound like I'm anti-government. I'm not anti-government. What I am is pro-family who we a pro-choice. We take care of ourselves. You let me take care of my, me, mine in my family, right? You let me earn my income and I will keep my money and any taxes that do get paid come from a fair or flat tax or a flat sales tax or whatever to fund the limited government that we should only have. Not this big behemoth of a freaking monster swamp that Trump and the military alliance is trying to drain right now. But, you know, at the end of the day, we don't need government to take care of us. We don't need big brother government to sit here and make dictates for our lives and tell us when we need to wear face masks and if we can buy gardening seeds during the, a, a pandemic, you know, I mean, no, that's not what government does. Government listens to us and we dictate what the government needs to do or not do. That's why the constitution is in place because it's the people who formed the constitution to put shackles on the lower branches of government. That would be the judicial executive and legislature branches with we, the people as the largest form of government and we, the people making up the grand juries, the common law grand juries to basically keep those lower branches of government in check. 
So when they step out of line, we crack the whip on them, get the grand juries on them. That's how that works, ladies and gentlemen. So anyways, well, I appreciate your time, love. Thank you for your time, as always. Mm-hmm. And we'll have to bug a wife more often because I think people <laughs> like listening to you more than they like listening to me. Rietta yes. says, Rietta right here in the chat says, Katie, you are an amazing mom, wife, and teacher. <laughs> Thank you. So anyways, all right, I'll be up uh, in a little bit here. Okay. All right. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. And there you go, folks. So that's, that's kind of, if you're interested about, you know, more homeschooling, you know, just check into your local laws. But I think as we become more, as we break this system down further, um, we're not going to have to worry about checking in with somebody because it's, we don't check in with government. Government is supposed to check in with us. Okay. All we're supposed to do is not break laws. Okay. We are responsible for making our own income. We are responsible for paying our own bills. We are responsible for feeding ourselves and we are going to be responsible for teaching our children. And yes, that also includes teaching our children, the love of Jesus and God's word. So anyway, that is all I have for you today. So let's end this on prayer and uh, heavenly father just want to say thank you for an outstanding day, an outstanding lesson, an outstanding podcast. I'm so thankful for all the many lessons that you teach us. Thank you for a, just an outstanding wife and mother um, for her taking on the daunting task of homeschooling, which I say daunting, but it is even uh, really rewarding because to see your child learn at the rate that that they do because of what we teach them, just like how you teach us, Father. I'm sure it's got to be really rewarding for you that we have decided to take our own free will, our own free will that you gave us, and to use that free will to turn to you on our own accord and learn from you by reading your word and by applying your good word. I'm sure that has to make you proud. It has to make you happy. And I hope it does. And I hope that we do everything right. So, Father, keep guiding us. Keep being that beacon of light for us. And, um, you know, when we stumble, please help pick us back up. We know you never do things to us to punish us. We know that you were there to catch us. And Rietta adds to the prayer, Father, thank you for the parents who sacrificed for the children you gave us. Children truly are a blessing from you. Lord, we ask for your favor in all things. And Father, please save the unsaved and heal those who need your healing touch. And we pray all of this in your Holy Son's name, Christ Jesus. Amen. Very well said, Rietta. I I really like that. Thank you. Um, My wife was just saying right here, it's a challenge. But a uh, but a challenge I will face over and over solely to make sure Haven knows who God is first and foremost. That's right. It is all God. God will always be glorified in this household. You know, like I said, if you would have seen our household eight years ago, seven years ago, six years ago, even. We weren't really a household truly following God. We really weren't. Yeah, we had some Bibles. Maybe we cracked it open once in a while, right? Yeah, maybe we said prayers at dinner time, right? 
yeah, we believed in Jesus, but so do Luciferians. They believe in Jesus too. But see, we weren't applying the love of Christ and the teachings of God in our lives the way that he wanted us to. And so we just kind of, we just did our own thing. And guess what? You know what doing our own thing ended up, you know, basically resulting in? It resulted in a lot of fights, many times of almost being divorced, a lot of heavy drinking, more fights, saying things you don't mean. I'm telling you, it leads to nowhere good if you don't have God centered in your marriage. And folks, that is one of the biggest reasons why his hard line exists. Not just to you know spread the knowledge about the National Assembly, but more importantly, spread the good word of God and to let you know that, look, just surrender your life to Jesus and ask him in your heart and all will be well in, in your world. But you got to keep having that relationship with Christ and God and keep actively working at that relationship. It's not just a one and done thing. Jesus be in my heart. Boom. Great. I'm safe. Oh, no, that's not how that works. You always have to maintain a dialogue with Christ Jesus. Always talk to him, pray to him, ask him for help, ask him for guidance. If you're in the process of buying a new shirt, God, hey, do you think this new shirt would look good on me? Well, I don't know, uh, Jason. Um, is it Balenciaga brand? Because you know how we feel about Balenciaga. Obviously, I'm taking making a joke here. But what I'm, I'm saying is, even in little matters, ask God, hey, what do you think, God? Is this smart or not smart? Should I do this or not do this? So that's all I'm saying. But that's the biggest reason why his hardline exists, is to also spread the importance of why the nuclear family must survive and thrive in America because a strong family equals a strong nation. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you all have an excellent day, excellent night, wherever you're at in the world. God bless, and we will see you back here tomorrow. This is a war on religion. This is a war on the children. They give you the cure with the sickness. This is a war on tradition. This is a war on religion. This is a war on the children. They give you the cure with the sickness. This is a war. This is a war. This is a war that we live in through Never reveal to you that they also leave and killing you They don't tell you what the hell you agreeing to She's been a hurting you, don't know who leading you Keep on proceeding to follow your mind is so hollow Are you being coddled by government swallowing up everything that the media tell you Without a question or a problem All of the sheep being slaughtered They poison the water, removing the father and trusting these daughters Ignoring blue collar, convincing the dollar And washing your sons and your daughters Ain't got any honor if I'm being honest I just ain't picking the side But I'm not right for my freedom and die for my freedom And question the government lies A lot on my mind, it's so little time Gotta think all of us needing a sign The devil he hides an ego and pride They sell and they sell and they paying the price God won't give you more than you can handle Government should be dismantled Every politician got a stand up Prepare for the war We going to battle This is a war on Rest. religion This is a war on the children They give you the cure with the sickness This is a war on tradition This is a war on religion This is a war on the children They give you the cure with the sickness This is a war This is a war I'd rather be red pill Get killed They're ignorant living in me that still 
don't stand up for something, you falling for nothing No way to the world that we know fall ill This is the revelation of our generation Losing civilization, I'm the Terminator Just to liberate us with our dedication For the Terminator, fuck your medication The administration, can it alienate us or exterminate us I'll just keep on praying for your salvation You are outdated, society becoming outrageous Keep your house painted for the firstborn The angel of death in its worst form We being scorned, look out for their horns Remember this isn't their first war They coming prepared, so just be aware They do not wanna hear none of your prayers This is a war, they ain't playing fair They feed off your fear, they wanting you scared Death and despair, it's all in the air Just be aware, you think I care? The more that you know, the more that it's clear This is a war, it's this already here This is a war on religion This is a war on the children They give you the cure with the sickness This is a war on tradition This is a war on religion This is a war on the children Where's the bold and the brave? We all have to stand our ground Oh, of the slave Till the crickets make a sound Where's the bold and the brave? We all have to stand our ground This is a war on religion This is a war on the children They give you the cure with the sickness Ladies and gentlemen, we are firm, we are steadfast, and we are uncompromising. The enemy has crossed that line for the last time. It is up to people like you and I to hold that line. They've crossed the line way too many times, and it is time for us to stand up this republic and get after it. We gotta do this for God. We gotta do this for our families. We gotta do this for America, for the voiceless. It's time to get after, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining the show.
Don't forget to check out the website, www.hisheartline.com. And if you want to know more about how to get involved with your assembly, go to www.national-assembly.net. That's www.national-assembly.net. It's time to get active, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go. Joining us here at His Heart Line. We'll see you back here next time.